Hello there. What it do? How are you? And welcome to episode 63 of Above the Nest with Rachel, brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. It's a great day to talk football. That is Eagles football, of course. And I'm your host, Rachel Prevet, getting you hip very quick to what's happening. What's up, gentle listeners, and thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Above the Nest with Rachel. The Philadelphia Eagles are on a short week. They just defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday, and now we are turning around to prepare to play the Houston Texans on Thursday night. And so I figured, what better way to prepare for this game and preview this game than bringing on one of my friends. He is the Houston Texans reporter for ESPN. His name is DJ BNMA. So what's up, DJ? How are you doing today? Doing good. You know, I just I had to see if he was going to say my last name correctly since we gave you a practice run earlier. Yes. But <laughs> I'm doing good, though. I'm chilling. You know, I'm just getting ready for the game on Thursday. Um, it'll be, uh, hopefully, it could be interesting. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, tell me where you're at. Like, where's your mind when it comes to this one, five, and one Houston Texans team? Um, I mean, they're not as bad what their record says they are. I think their record is what it is. Um, they're just missing a couple of pieces, but like where they're missing pieces are kind of gaping for, is debilitating for both sides of the unit. Like defensively, they could they need another edge rusher. Could have been, one of the better edge rushers out. Canardi's out with a calf injury. Then also they just need another guy that can rush the passer. And then they need linebackers that can, that fit the scheme in the sense of you know, get downhill and consistently feel your, uh, execute your run fits um, and be able to shed blocks and obviously get to running backs, that and the other. And then on offense, um, Davis knows it hasn't been bad this year. It's just that he doesn't, he can't really elevate an offense. And right now what they need is some elevating. Um, and they can use another weapon. But the thing is, like, you can't really ask them to elevate when, you know, Nico Collins is not hurt, you know, and, Already got Brandon Cooks. I mean, Phil said it's, it's a smooth player, but you know, like there's just not much to work with in that aspect. And then also you have, you know, O line is good, running game good, but it's hard to run the ball. Like last week was a perfect example. They tried to run the ball and they couldn't um, because you know the Tennessee Titans were just dead set taking that away and was like, all right, beat us through the air, and they just couldn't. And they really just dominated the front. So um, team isn't as bad as the record would say they are. Um, they have a lot of young pieces, but this game is probably like the worst case scenario because this team can, the Eagles can legitimately gash you through the ground and air you out. You know, they, they kind of struggle with that a little bit against the Raiders. And then you also see in the fourth quarter, but you also see the Raiders aren't that good either. So um, I feel like this is a really bad matchup for them because they can't stop the run at all. They're the worst first defense in the NFL. And you know, last week when they played the Titans, okay, cool. Like Malik Willis is starting with a little bit of the box, and they couldn't stop them from running the ball, but they still had them to 17 points. Um, because like basically if they got the third and long, they were good. Um, the Eagles, if they get like third and long or third and manageable, they can still air the ball out because they have, you know, Jalen Hurts yeah. with AJ Brown and Devonta Smith and Garter, you feel me? So um that's what things can get a little tricky. You know, this yeah. is probably like, uh, this is obviously the best thing they played all year. Um, I, you know, obviously probably playing the second best quarterback they played all year based on how they're playing this year. They played Herbert. Herbert torched them. 
Um, and then obviously Hurts. I mean, it could get nasty because they they everything they're they're exceptional at is exactly what the Texans are struggling at substantially. Mm-hmm. And so you touched on a lot of the weaknesses already. What yeah. would you say are this team's strengths? The pass defense. Um, the pass defense is really good. They have they they caught more interceptions than touchdowns allowed. Um, mm-hmm. I believe it's I think five to seven. Like they, they have allowed five to passing, but they've caught seven interceptions. Um, I think quarterbacks are pass rating like under under eighty when they throw in against this this pass defense. So like Lubby is good at when he knows the obvious pass situation how to call the defense, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he'll put them in good situations, in, 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 you know, in defending the pass. Um, they're good at running the ball. When it's not obvious they're going to run the ball, unless, you know, like, the Jacksonville Jaguars game was just, you know, like, it was obvious they're going to run the ball. But they just kind of dominated up front. And when that happens, you can do whatever you want. Um, but they're good at running the ball when it's not, like, OD obvious. Um, so... Those are two things that I think they're good at. Like I would say that the legitimately good is is those two aspects. Pass game is, is 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 you know it is what it is. It's below average right now. The rush defense is obviously statistically the worst in the NFL. Yeah. So then they're good. I think they're good in the special teams game. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Are there any key matchups that you're looking forward to seeing? I would say like I'm really looking forward to seeing Steven Nelson, Derek Stingley, Desmond King against their receiving core of AJ Brown and um, and AJ Brown. But Lovey doesn't ever really like put them on that type of island. You know what I'm saying? Like like he's a heavy cover two team, but they lead the NFL in cover two usage. So they don't really like follow like they'll follow like I I envision that Derek Stingley will follow. AJ Brown, but he's not going to guard AJ Brown throughout an entire route. And the majority of times he actually follows because they're going to cover two. So he just mm-hmm. cover AJ Brown in that flat area and then we'll pass him off to Jonathan Owens or if Jalen Peach is behind him to Jalen Petrie. So um and then vice the same with you know Steven Nelson if he's guarding Devonta Smith. So mm-hmm. overall though, I don't I don't really um that 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 I would say that matchup, but really it's gonna come down to they're the Eagles O-line featuring uh um center Jason uh Jason Kelsey. Yeah. Um you got Lane Johnson, mm-hmm. you got Jordan left tackle. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like those are that's a that's an elite offensive line against a struggling front seven yeah. that really can't stop anybody. Like last Sunday was crazy because they knew all they could do was run the ball and they still couldn't stop it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's just crazy to me. Yeah. So that's the matchup that's going to decide the game. That's going to actually decide whether it's a blowout okay. or if it's competitive, right? Like, okay. if they can, like, hold their own, then cool. Like, they, they might have a shot. The Texans O-line, um, now I flip it because, you know, trenches, like, on the yeah. Texans O-line versus the Eagles D-line, you know, it's loaded with, you got, obviously, Jordan, Jordan Davis is hurt, but mm-hmm. you got yep. Cox, you got uh, Robert Quinn, you got mm-hmm. Hassan. Uh, Ready? Right? Yeah. So, I want to see how they hold up against that front. This last this last game, they got dominated by mm-hmm. by them boys with Dupree and Simmons. Like there are a lot of plays where the interior was just collapsing because they couldn't handle Jeffrey Simmons, and but Dupree was able to get around and you know cause havoc, et cetera. Because Davis Mills, 
really can't play under pressure. I don't know if he doesn't have good pocket presence, um, but I'll say like he has like below average pocket presence. And like young quarterback, they don't really play well under pressure because like they're young and they're still learning how to operate in that space. So mm-hmm. you know, obviously Davis Mills only like in his I don't even think he's even his seventeenth start yet. Um, I believe I think he started ten. Oh, he's probably a little bit over seventeen, but it's in that range. So he hasn't even started like a quote unquote full NFL season. So he's still mm-hmm. learning how to maneuver a muddy pocket. Um, so they have to keep him up, right? Which they have done throughout the majority of the year. This was the first game where it was like, wow, you guys are getting him killed. Like, he looked like a pinata on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I guess at this point of the season, with this record, what is the Texans' focus? Like, what do they look at to bring positivity or to what's their success going to look out look like moving oh, forward? Oh, so yeah, they want to run the ball. Right? They want to yeah. take pressure off of Davis, and they want to be able to get Damian Pierce going, who is right now 12th in the league in rushing. He was 6th going into Sunday, but when you have 35 yards, it's hard for you to stay in the top 10 because you know, everybody else like, just passed him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they want to get him going because they get him going, they feel like that gives them their best shot at being a balanced offense. They don't want to be pass happy. They don't want to be overly run dominant, dominant, but they'll run the ball like down your throat if they can. Mm-hmm. Um, they just don't want to get pass happy. So that's that that's really their only keys. Like they not the only keys, but that's one of their major keys on offense. Can we run the ball and then play off of that? So once you if you run the ball with success and you have the whole entire playbook open to you. Some teams, they can still make it work without being able to run the ball. Um, but they're not one of those teams. So it offensively starts there. Okay. What's your score prediction for this game? Uh, <laughs> man, it can, it can get ugly, man. Short week. I think it might. I think it's gonna be competitive though, because for whatever reason, home teams on Thursday night football tend to like they they win. Obviously, yeah. I don't think Texas will win, but I think they'll keep it competitive and then mm-hmm. like they'll get away from them in the fourth. Because the Eagles, I saw of last week, they don't really play that well in the second half. Like mm-hmm. the offense kind of stalls out. Yeah. But, so the question is, once you know, once Texas get blitzed and they make their adjustments, I can see a scenario down fourteen nothing um, early in the game. Like when they make their adjustments, how do they get back into the game, make it competitive, make it maybe make it 14, 10, 21, 10 and a half, and then continue to claw back and you know, you know, make it a game in the fourth. But I think it'll probably be like 28, 17. Okay. I'll probably go with that score. I like it. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. To all of the gentle listeners out there, they can find DJ you on Twitter at DJ B I. E-N-A-I-M-E, <laughs> in case they don't know how to spell it. But yeah, um, so thank you for your time. Do you want to plug anything before you leave here? Nah, I ain't got another plug right now. Not okay. Plug. Well, make sure y'all follow him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and whenever we, we get back up on scene, yes. so we'll take an L. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you. You're the best. Thank you. But that is going to be a wrap on episode 63 of Above the Nest with Rachelle. Special shout out to DJ for stopping by. Like always, don't forget to tap into all of the BGN content on the feed. It is a short week, and so we are cramming this content in for you lovely listeners before the game on Thursday. Check out the latest BGN radio episode where Jimmy and BLG do recap Sunday's game against the Steelers. Take a listen to Babes on Abroad as well. And also keep an eye out for the NFC East mixtape that will be dropping on Wednesday morning as well. 
Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Bleeding Green Insta. Follow us on Twitter at BGN underscore radio. You might as well stop what you're doing and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. And immediately following the Eagles week nine matchup against the Houston Texans on Thursday night, tune into the BGN instant reaction show and interact with us. Leave a comment, leave a question, share your three word reactions. But yeah, as always, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to this episode. I am so very grateful for all of you guys and gals. I hope that you have a wonderful weekend and we out. P-G-N.